Welcome to Hi, My Name is Mom. This is a bonus podlet. After we aired last week's podcast, Best Laid Birth Plans, we heard from so many women that are dealing with their plans being completely upended in ways we could never have imagined because of coronavirus. And our girl Kayla is getting ready to give birth in what? By the time this airs, one week. Oh, no, less than a week. week. The 26th of April. That's the day. We're going to talk to Kayla about what's going on with her, but we have a really special guest with us today, and she's going to give us a unique perspective because she's on the other side of things. Sammy has helped us out with my baby Bash since he was about, gosh, six weeks old. So she's kind of like part of the family. She is a postpartum nurse, and she agreed to come and talk to us today and give us some insight about what women who are going through pregnancy during a pandemic can expect. Hi, Sammy. Hi, Sammy. We are wives, entrepreneurs, entertainers, executives, and at the end of the day, we are all moms. All at the same time and never in the same order. (laughs) This is Hi, My Name is Mom, a podcast about motherhood. Here are your hosts, Jen, Corey, and Kayla. First and foremost, thank you for taking care of these women and these families that are going through this. I think we all recognize what people that work in the healthcare industry are doing right now, which is putting themselves at risk. So thank you for taking care of everybody. Of course. So what kind of a progression of change have you seen since we've been dealing with coronavirus? Now, every single person that walks in the hospital has to be screened. I get my temperature taken whenever I walk through the hospital doors. There's, uh, you guys probably heard about the whole like PPE preservation, which is like gowns and masks and stuff, which there's been a huge shortage. So at first we weren't allowed to wear masks, but now every single person that works in the hospital has to wear a mask. And now they started having like moms and dads maybe wearing masks in the hallways just while they're there. Other than that, it's definitely a little quieter in the hospital. We have actually closed our newborn nursery. So all babies are rooming in and staying with mom to limit their exposure. That's smart. Yeah. So like a lot of the times the pediatrician would see the baby in the nursery and the bath might happen in the nursery, but all those things can easily happen in the room. And little babies have like no immune system. So like they should probably be happening in the room anyway. So I think that is like a great change that we've done. I think that's a really good change too. We talked about that last week on our birth plans episode because that was a big thing for me and Corey was not letting the babies out of either our site or our husband's site. Yeah. So that's, that's good. Are you guys having a shortage of masks? Do you having to do things like re- we've been hearing about some hospital staff having to reuse masks and reuse materials that you would have never reused in the past? So typically with masks, we're just wearing like the surgical standard masks. We're not wearing the respirators because there's no need for those in the postpartum area. But a mask that you usually typically would use once and then take off more so because you're I am breathing in everything into this mask and have to rebreathe that air. I'm wearing that for an entire shift, but we're not reusing it. We're not like recycling them and using them a different day or anything like that. that is I don't that. even like wearing those into the grocery store. So I can't imagine yeah. having I to wear one breathe. for an entire day. <laughs> Get a headache because you're like, am I breathing in CO2? But <laughs> I have a question for you, Sammy. Am I required to wear one during delivery? Nope. Mm-mm. No. Oh, thank you. So what, what are the current rules for support during birth, especially in like the labor and delivery process? Maybe not so much in terms of postpartum care right now, but in L&D, how has it, it changed? 
it's literally one support person from the time you go into admission to the time that you leave. And, you and it's the same them. person, right? In person. Yep. So it can't be your husband one day and then he goes and it's your mom. It's the same person. Uh, my hospital, I don't think a lot of hospitals are doing this, but we are allowing people to have one certified midwife or doula at their side. In addition. In addition to the support person. I've only seen that a few times. So that's kind of, I guess, a positive for all those doula moms that are giving birth at my hospital. But that is probably the most anxiety producing thing for all these moms is the fact that they can't have all these people. The number one thing that gave me anxiety last week was my doctor called me and said that because the hospital regulations are switching out doctor schedules, he won't be allowed in the hospital because his shift is the two weeks before that. They're circling the doctor's schedules around that way, like no doctor is in the hospital. Her doctor may not be able to deliver her baby because he has to quarantine and then work virtually. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, he's not delivering me and I'm like really bummed because I have no idea who's going to deliver me. I will say you're someone, whoever will deliver you will be part of his same practice. And so they're very familiar with her. And even without this pandemic, you could spontaneously go into labor and be delivered by a different doctor anyway. And so while that is so hard to grasp, like, oh, I've known this doctor for nine or so months, I've been so excited. Moms months ago that went in to deliver when they didn't think they were going to, and it was done by a different doctor. So Uh it has happened before, and I know that's such a bummer, but... It actually, it happened with two of mine, and it wasn't, I was in groups where your OB was your your OB the entire pregnancy. Like you could see other people, but for the most part, you know, I would see her throughout the the pregnancy. But with two of my births, um, both of them that I went into labor naturally, um, even though they wound up being C-section, someone totally different delivered both of those babies. And it, it was kind of, it was interesting. I mean, I knew they knew of me because they had access to my records, but in reality, I'd never met them. And I was kind of like, but you're right. It does happen naturally, so to speak, all the time that somebody besides your doctor delivers you. Sammy, I know one of the things that was really stressing Kayla out is that her baby has been measuring small. And when when she delivers, there's a chance the baby could have to go to the NICU. And she was told that in that case, there may be restrictions about her seeing her baby. So in the hospital, if baby goes to the NICU, both you and dad are able to visit the baby. Separate times, so only one parent would be able to be there at a time. The difference is when you leave. So if baby is in the NICU and has to stay for a certain amount of time and you leave, there's only only mom is able to go visit baby after you have been discharged. Oh, yeah. Probably literally could just camp out in the, the waiting room, like actually never leave the hospital. I don't think I would. No. And that that's what was... I guess giving me a little anxiety is the idea if something were to happen where I would be released, but they needed to keep her and they would want me to go home and not stay with her. That is there any kind of increased pattern you're seeing in women being discharged early? Like even women who've had C-sections, you know, if they don't have any complications following delivery, are they being kind of pushed out a little quicker to kind of keep, you know, fewer people in at any given time? Are you seeing that as being something that's going on? So yes. So typically for a vaginal birth, you're in the hospital for 48 hours for a C-section 72. A lot of doctors, they won't push you out early, but they're giving moms who have vaginal deliveries the opportunity to leave 24 hours early if they are comfortable because they know they want to get them home into a safe environment. 
they can always stay. They're not being forced to leave. But the whole idea is let's get you home to where it's safe and it's just you and your family and you're limiting your exposure. And so if for some reason we had a patient come in that was suspected to have a respiratory illness or COVID, they're not on the same labor and delivery floor or the same postpartum floor. We have a special OB unit or wing, and I know almost every single hospital does. And those have different even elevator access, don't they? Yep. yep. And those people would be being taken care of by completely different nurses. And so there would be none of that, a nurse taking care of a mom that is not sick and then a mom that is sick. You bring up a a really, like, this is something Corey and I were talking about too, is that the nurses, I think in all of our deliveries, and we have six between us, were such a huge source of comfort. I would imagine women are relying even more on you now with having less support around. I feel like there was so much hands-on interaction with the nurses that I worked with, whether that was like someone literally massaging my uterus or being in the C-section room with me and talking me through my tongue going completely numb. Wait, what they massage? Your uterus. uterus. So they, they help it go and contract back down to its normal size, which they just stick we can tell you better. No, no, on, on no, your stomach, <laughs> on your stomach to feel like if it's shrunk, basically, like help push. Yeah. All of a sudden we've added a whole other layer of horror. But I think what comes to mind is it, what close contact we were all in. So how has it changed for you? Does it make you feel a little more apprehensive? Because obviously when someone's laboring, there's a lot of, you know, droplets flying. And breathing. And <laughs> I feel like on the one hand, it's probably creating more of a barrier. And on the other hand, these women are relying on you more than ever. So how does, how does that affect you when, when you're walking into a room to kind of help these women through it? Honestly, I haven't noticed much of a change because I'm still rubbing on your uterus. I'm still helping you latch to breastfeed. I'm still expressing your breast milk. I mean, we wash our hands anyway, but we're extra diligent. We're wearing those masks. So we're not acting timid or anything because we're here to help you. And so in that way, I haven't seen a difference. Like I'm still, I don't want to say this out sudden creepy, like touching you and interacting with you as much. I'm a little terrified about even going into my doctor's appointments. I'm like, oh my gosh, am I exposing myself? Because I have two appointments a week. And I feel like I am taking every precaution. I Clorox my my vehicle in and out every time. I never touch handles. I wear the mask. Um, and so for me, I'm like, okay, I'm doing everything that I possibly can to stay safe. Is it enough? Well, like you said, you are doing absolutely everything. And going into your doctor's appointments and the hospitals where we are getting updates by the hour on things we need to do and for extra precautions we need to take, like that's probably the safest place for you to be is your doctors. When a woman goes in because her body's going through all of this, is she then more susceptible when she leaves in terms of like, you know, needing to be more cautious at the grocery store or wherever? Is, is, is she a little more immune compromised because of having just gone through childbirth? Yes. So probably for the first several weeks after childbirth, every mom is a little more immunocompromised. So in that case, Kaylee, you probably shouldn't be going. We'll drop off groceries for you. And Sammy, what about you? Do you have to go through certain steps because you're working hands-on with these women where you are trying to avoid having to do any of that outside of work as well? Um, Yeah. So I use Shipt's like a grocery delivery service. I've been doing that too. I just joined Shipt. It's awesome. I love it. But besides that, no, I've literally just, I go to work and then I sit at home. Do you need anything? Because you can always text me. I'll drop like a case of wine at your house. I need that. (laughs) (laughs) What advice do you have for women who are 
really nervous about how this might look over the course of the next, you know, one to two months. It's a stressful time, but you just need to focus on the positive. And I tell my moms this, like, I would hate for this pandemic to kind of detract from it. Because regardless, a baby is being born. And that's something that COVID can't take away from you. I will also say that it is kind of a blessing in disguise to have a baby right now. I've talked to some moms in the hospital who this is their second or fourth kid. And they have talked about how it is so awesome being able to have all that skin to skin time with their kid, to have all that mommy, baby, daddy bonding time, and to not have to worry about like covering up or feeling like, oh, I don't want these visitors to come because I want to sleep, but I really want to see them. It's going to be an amazing experience. It's not going to be what you want, but at the end of the day, you're going to establish those routines and kind of figure baby out and baby's going to figure you out. And when you go home and when your parents and family members have quarantined and feel safe to come and see the baby, they're going to be able to see the baby. But I honestly think that it is kind of nice not having visitors. And also, I think um, we had talked about this a little bit a couple of days ago, but also the idea of sort of having a little bit of forced maternity and paternity leave, you know, like even more than you might normally have just to be home and be able to bond, you know, with, with the baby or even with older siblings is kind of a, a really special opportunity that people have right now. I tell moms anyway, like before this happened, that your job is to go home, rest frequently, stay at home, stay with baby. And now I tell my moms the exact same thing. I'm like, now you have an excuse. You don't have to feel guilty about not going over and seeing so-and-so or going to the store because- Or that random person who is insisting on holding your baby and you're like, I just, nah. Yes, don't let anyone kiss your baby right now. But yeah. yeah. I am exactly like Kayla in that to me, the hospital waiting room was like, a party. I wanted everyone there. And even though everyone knew what sex of baby we were having, I wanted my husband to get that moment of going out and being like, it's a girl, you know, and everybody being excited. And so what are some creative things that you're seeing people do that kind of help bridge that social gap of people meeting baby for the first time? Oh, I actually saw this last week. So I had this mom and dad they were having like a surprise gender. They had all their family caravan in vans outside the hospital and they found out exactly where their hospital room was and got out and they held up signs and it was a surprise gender and they literally held the baby up to the window and <laughs> that's what we have to do Corey that's such a good idea on the phone that is so cute each other and they could see the baby obviously not like perfect but they at the same time like they gotta be at the hospital and feel like they were a part of it so I thought that was pretty cool but I've also heard people standing on top of parking garages at the hospital with signs like welcome baby congratulations but I've seen a lot of FaceTime too it is such a joyous moment and I think not letting this take away from that I was upset that I had to have a c-section particularly with my first baby and once that baby was in my arms I didn't care about anything else after talking to Sammy, clearly you can see that even if you're walking into the hospital stressed, you know your nurses and your doctors, they got this. And everything's going to be fine and you're going to have a baby. And the baby's not going to get the germs it usually would from all the random people wanting to hold it. So, <laughs> so it might be healthier coming home. <laughs> exactly. I mean, my husband was even mentioning the silver linings way beyond just like having babies. He's like, think of the car accidents that haven't happened over the last couple of months because of everybody staying home. I think if you look for those silver linings, you can find them. And that doesn't mean you can't be, like, it's, it's obviously frustrating to go through this. It's frustrating to have your plan change. It's, you know, it doesn't mean you can't be annoyed 
and thankful at the same time. (laughs) And Kayla, I think that we should have you report back after you have your baby so you can tell us what it was like from your perspective. I will report back. That might be like the only work that I do. We'll, we'll check in with you. Please update you guys. <laughs> Sammy, thank you so much for coming on with us today. We just really appreciate you um, taking the time to talk to us and, all, and our listeners. And also thank you again for continuing to be out there taking care of everybody. Anytime. Thanks for having me. And hopefully we'll actually get to see you in person sometime <laughs> soon. I know. I missed them. I've watched them in all your Instagram stories though. So... <laughs> And for everybody listening, if you have questions after hearing today's episode, just DM us. We're at Hi, My Name is Mom official on Instagram. Hi, My Name is Mom on Facebook. If you have questions, we can reach out to Sammy and get answers from her. If you have advice because you just went through it that we can pass along to other moms, that would be awesome. Thank you for listening. Make sure you tune in next week. We've got an episode for you that is really dear to our hearts. It's called The Rainbow Baby Connection. Bye, guys. Okay, I'm hopping Bye. off so that I can get out of here and go home, and I have to pee really bad. Kayla, you go pee. <laughs> Bye, Bye Sammy. Bye. Thank you. Your name is Mom.